0: Good morning. It's 8.30 on Wednesday, August 16th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, cracking down on drug-related crime. State law enforcement agencies are charging six Mississippi health care professionals for drug embezzlement.
1: This does nothing more than advance the problems that we have in our state as it relates to the opioid crisis.
0: Advice on picking the right protective eyewear for you and your smartphone for the 2017 solar eclipse. And continuing coverage in our series, The State of Obesity. Hear why Mississippians may be having trouble losing weight. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. State law enforcement hopes holding health care providers responsible will help combat the city's opioid crisis, the state's opioid crisis, the culmination of five joint investigations by Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics and the Drug Enforcement Administration that resulted in the arrest of six individuals, one doctor, a medical assistant, two nurses, and two pharmacy technicians on Monday. The medical professionals are facing felony drug charges. The doctor and his medical assistant were arrested. For obtaining a controlled substance, a cough syrup containing hydrocodone. Bond for each has been set for $5,000. Bond for the nurses and pharmacy technicians was set under $3,500 for each. John Dowdy is director of the State Bureau of Narcotics. He says they will continue to push forward.
1: We are going to continue to make sure that we hold people in the healthcare profession and the pharmacy field accountable for this type of criminal activity this does nothing more than advance the problems that we have in our state as it relates to the opioid crisis and uh, we're going to continue to push forward you know with the recommendations that were made to the governor uh, last week and, and as far as the task force is concerned, uh, already starting to make a lot a lot of headway with a number of those recommendations and these enforcement actions that we have taken, in the last 48 hours is just another indicator as to how serious we are about making sure that uh, people in the healthcare field and the pharmacy field know that we're not going to let these opioids get into the hands of people that don't need to have them.
0: Dowdy also says professionals are generally stealing prescriptions.
1: A lot of times what they'll do is uh, in the embezzlement uh, scenario, they have access to those drugs and oftentimes they'll just uh, pick up a bottle or uh, a handful of pills and stick them in a pocket and walk out. Uh, That's generally the the type of uh, uh, criminal activity we see in an embezzlement. Uh, Obtaining by fraud is, uh, you know, somebody who uh, is not a legitimate patient of a doctor uh, and they're getting scripts uh, from that doctor without the patient relationship there, or it can be that they have obtained prescription uh, uh, pads in blank and are uh, forging those. Uh, so it takes a number of different uh, avenues. I'm hesitant to comment specifically on any of these cases because I don't want to uh, go past the rules in terms of talking about the evidence on the case.
0: Stephen Maxwell is deputy director with the Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics. He says they hope medical professionals will help them fight opioid abuse in Mississippi.
1: For those individuals who continue to operate outside of the scope of their practice, the Bureau of Narcotics, as the director has advised you, we are going to identify you, we are going to target you, and we are going to successfully investigate you. And in the end is going to be arrest and conviction. So hopefully going forward, uh, physicians, uh, health care professionals, uh, and pharmacists will get off the bench and get in the game and be, part, be a part of this solution.
0: Director Dowdy says as of July, the state has surpassed the number of overdose deaths that were reported during the entire year 2016, and there has been an increase of 3,000 percent in heroin cases at MBN in the last three years. Coming up, find out the reasons why you should not look directly at the sun during the upcoming eclipse. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
2: An evening of jazz can be just what the doctor ordered. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio.
3: Hi, I'm Dr. Rick DeShazo, Professor of Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, and this is a Southern Remedy Health Minute. My special guest today is Jordan Burnham.
4: So uh, what's the deal about looking at the eclipse? Why can't you just look? So the, the danger around the eclipse is the danger of the sun. There's a safe way to look at the sun, and there's not a safe way. And I think most people understand you don't stare at the sun. We know that it's bad for your eyes, even if we don't understand exactly why. So no eclipse is usually
3: 100%. There's still sun rays that could damage your eyes if you look up there, right?
4: Exactly. So the danger is that you're looking at it when it's blocked, and that's great. But very quickly, the sun's rays come right back out, and there you are standing at them. And they're at a low intensity at first, and then they're more and more intense. And that's when the damage happens.
3: So if you're going to look... You need some kind of
4: can you just wear your regular sunglasses? Regular sunglasses, even nice polarized sunglasses, won't work. Uh, even most welding glasses won't work. Um, there's special recommendations for the filters that you have to wear. And uh, on our Academy website, getismart.org, um, you can find those. But uh, it's an ISO recommendation, it's 12312. Um, and we have some glasses. I've, I've found them at several local stores. Like you can, Lowe's,
3: you said you found them.
4: Lowe's has them. They have, have whole kits for lot, them.
3: Lots of other places are going to have them, drug stores and all big box stores and probably Walmart. Right. Uh, but we know Lowe's has got them.
4: That's right. And they look like 3D glasses. They're little cardboard glasses. They're cheap. But when you look through them, you can tell they're different. Hardly any light comes through. Um, And that's the safe way, the only safe way to look at the sun. You don't want to look through a camera, through uh, binoculars, anything like that, of course. The other way is indirectly looking at it like we did in school days. They have kits at those same places. You can order them online where you uh, hold up a white piece of paper with a circle drawn. There's different ways, and you can see a shadow of the eclipse, and it still, you know, appreciate the effect. But you don't use a mirror. You don't use a mirror. Right. (laughs) It's not a concentrates a a magnifying glass. Right, Right.
3: Right, right. For more health tips and medical information, listen for Southern Remedy each weekday at 11, where the doctors are always in. For MPB Think Radio, I'm Dr. Rick DeShazo. The Health Minute is underwritten by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Information on how to make good health a family affair is available at bcbsms.com. Live healthy, live blue.
0: This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. A -a once-in-a-lifetime event will occur Monday, while some weather forecasters are concerned about cloud coverage. It's proper eye protection. That is a major concern for the safety of Mississippians. On August 21st, a total solar eclipse will touch the U.S. for the first time since 1979. It will follow a path from Oregon to South Carolina with visibility in Mississippi starting afternoon. Dr. Angel Tanner is associate professor of physics and astronomy at Mississippi State University. She tells us why people are concerned.
5: Crazy about it because this is the first total solar eclipse which has traveled across the continental United States in about 99 years. So, um, while we have solar eclipses uh, two or three times a year somewhere in the world, uh, this is the first one in a long time that's going to be visible by the U.S. They're even suggesting that nowadays with the iPhones, this will probably be the most photograph natural phenomena in history.
0: How much of the solar eclipse will be visible to Mississippians? In northern
5: Mississippi, uh, for instance, in Starkville, we're about 89% coverage. So 89% of the sun will be covered. And it's going to be, it's a pretty big chunk. Now, of course, don't look at it directly. You're not supposed to do that. But it's basically there's just going to be a little sliver left over of the sun. And what's going to be kind of cool is because of the orientation, it's going to look like a smiley face in the sky. <laughs> so my, my, my colleague's been calling it a Cheser cat. We're going to have a Cheser cat. So the sky. sliver
0: is well, on the bottom part.
5: Yeah. So we're on the, it's like we're on the southern part of the shadows.
0: What about other parts of the state?
5: Maybe 83% in Jackson and then get lower to you to get to 75%.
0: Is it going to be like nighttime? No, it won't be nighttime here. It might be a little bit twilight. Let's talk about the safety glasses or whatever. How do you know that you're getting a quality pair that you can safely look at the eclipse?
5: One way to check it is if you're in the store and you physically want to pick up the glasses, put them on, and if you're in a store that's got fluorescent lighting or whatever, you should not see anything. It should be completely black. Now, what you do is then you take your iPhone and you turn on your flashlight or whatever phone you have, turn on your LED flashlight. And point the flashlight to the glasses and look through the glasses, and you should just see a little dot of the LED from the flashlight. And I did that yesterday to test the glasses I had in my purse, and that was about right. But you shouldn't see any of the other lights in the store, none of the fluorescent lights. Unless you're standing in front of a very bright light like the LED or the naked filament of an incandescent bulb, you can see those. You don't want any wrinkles. You don't want any holes. You don't want anything like that in the glasses. The American Astronomical Society, the AAS, has a list on the Internet of reputable vendors. They've gone through and looked and checked all these places that have got quality glasses.
0: If you can't see a fluorescent light through these glasses, how can you see the sun covered up?
5: The only time you can look at the event without glasses is during totality. Because then enough of the sun will be covered that it's not going to harm your eyes. Even if 99% of the sun is covered up, that 1% left is enough to harm your eyes.
0: How long will whatever level the eclipse reaches, like in North Mississippi, 89%, how long will that position last?
5: Totality only lasts for two minutes on the totality line. Now, the entire eclipse from when the moon starts to touch the edge of the sun to when the moon leaves the other edge of the sun is three hours so if you want to experience the maximum coverage, which is around 1:27 p.m. on the 21st, then you know, add a half an hour, subtract a half an hour from that, and catch the maximum. If you want to get uh, careful pictures through your iPhone, wearing the glasses on the phone too. So don't don't aim your phone at the sun either, because it, it'll it'll bust your phone up. It will it'll fry the phone. Because you're going to have to hold it still to get the picture and everything. And by then, the little sensor, the, the little uh, camera, does not like that much light either. And it, you won't get a good picture. I would suggest, honestly, get two pairs of glasses. And with one pair of glasses, take out one of the little lenses. They're just It's just a plastic film. And the glasses are cardboard. Take it out and just... Keep it over your iPhone lens, and then that's a
0: safe way to do it. It's all going to be very, very exciting. Dr. Angel Tanner is an associate professor of physics and astronomy at Mississippi State University. Dr. Tanner, thank you so much. Happy eclipse. Yeah,
5: no problem. Yeah, happy eclipse. I like that.
0: Coming up from our new series, The State of Obesity, find out why health professionals say we're fat. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. The decision between upgrading and replacing must begin with a question. What is the primary use for the device? You would not invest in another car just because you need an oil change or new tires. Much like your car, the decision for replacement makes the most sense when the tool no longer meets your needs. Today on Everyday Tech, we'll discuss old-age computing. Should you upgrade or replace? We'll also take your personal tech questions on the next Everyday Tech Today at 10 on MPB Think Radio. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Too much comfort food, lack of exercise, and Mississippi's poverty rate put the state at number two on the obesity scale nationwide. As part of our new series, State of Obesity, MPB's Desiree Frazier takes a look at some of the issues making and keeping Mississippians fat.
2: Four to five times a week, Amanda Cole of Raymond is at the gym working out. Running on the treadmill isn't the 37-year-old's favorite exercise. (laughs) I feel good. I feel
6: (laughs) fine. Cardiovascular. That's where we burn fat. That's
1: what a lot of people don't like to do.
2: That's certified personal trainer LaVon Lane. He's helping Cole reach her weight loss goals. When she began exercising in January, she weighed 286 pounds. Cole's been overweight since she was a child and chalked the excess weight up to poor eating habits and lack of exercise. I wanted to get healthier for myself and for my children. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't on maintenance medications and I wanted to just change my lifestyle. So far, the married mother of four is dropping 10 pounds per month. Lane says there are multiple reasons why people are fat. Bad eating habits and lack of knowledge both play a role. He says when people come to him, They're overeating to relieve stress.
1: And majority of the time, um, uh, food brings us comfort. Um, um, Snacks bring us comfort. A lot of sugary items.
2: Lane says the old adage to clean your plate encourages overeating. He tells his clients to eat what he calls clean foods, such as green vegetables, lean fish, and grill and bake meals instead of frying. Lane says busy schedules make it hard to find time to eat right and exercise.
6: Our bodies get hungry, we find something quick and fast to eat. No healthy food involved in that. Another reason um, is just laziness.
2: Getting to the root cause of obesity can mean facing family and emotional issues, according to Lane. That's what Felicia Reed is doing. The 45-year-old married mother of four is the head nurse at the G.A. Carmichael Community Health Center in Canton. At 323 pounds, she has high blood pressure, sleep apnea, and her joints ache. It began when she was born premature.
0: Anytime you're a smaller child, they push you to eat, they push you to eat, to push you to eat. So then I started eating. Then I stutter,
5: So, you know, compensating for stuttering and kids picking on me, I ate.
2: Reed says her father's side of the family is big, and relatives tell her she's supposed to be large, too. She's meeting with the community health center's medical director, Dr. Takita Muriel.
5: How was my dad? It is awful. I don't eat until lunchtime. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't eat until lunchtime. And Cokes are my vice. I drink about three or four Cokes a day.
2: Dr. Muriel says 90% of her patients are overweight. She says getting people to change their eating habits is hard. They don't want to give up the taste of fat and salt like bacon, commonly used in southern cooking.
5: I've had patients come in, they're diabetic with high blood pressure, and say they ate a piece of sausage and a piece of bacon. And, some, and a biscuit for breakfast, and it's like, okay, well, no, ma'am, that's just not how we, we need to do this.
2: For low-income patients, Dr. Muriel says lack of money is a barrier to eating healthy, leaving people with no option but to buy foods higher in calories. If
5: I have $20 and i got to feed my family of four, McDonald's is can feed everybody, but trying to go through and go through the the fresh fruit aisle and get the fresh meat, it's almost a no-brainer.
2: The Robert Wood Johnson Foundation ranks Mississippi second in the nation in its 2016 state of obesity report and number one for lack of exercise. Dr. Muriel says many Mississippians suffer from the big three, high blood pressure, diabetes, and high cholesterol. Paul Robertson is a registered dietitian nutritionist at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. He says some health conditions like thyroid disorders can lead to weight gain. So can eating fatty snacks like potato chips and cookies. But he admits being overweight doesn't have the stigma it once did.
6: It is getting to, to uh, become an issue where people are becoming more comfortable with just uh, staying in an obese weight and unfortunately for uh, a lot of individuals that's going to uh, negatively impact their health, uh, especially as they
2: continue to age. Back at the gym, Amanda Cole, who is taking on the challenge to lose weight, says no one wants to be called fat. You know, we go with big or you know overweight or big boned, and you know it's one of those things where we change it to accept it. But there's a transition that a lot of us need to make, and until we face it and you know call it what it is, we won't necessarily make that change. A change Cole is motivated to make, and says is rubbing off on her family and friends. Desiree Frazier, MPB News.
0: At the center of the state's ongoing issue with weight is the Mississippi Center for Obesity Research, part of the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Dr. Dan Jones is the center's medical director. He talks about how obesity affects a person's body and what makes us fat in the first place.
6: We weren't obese 50 years ago, at least not many of us were. This is a modern phenomenon has to do with our lifestyle more than anything else. Uh, There are uh, big changes in the way we eat now, uh, and there are big changes in the way we exercise. So 50 years ago, people uh, lived on farms 50, 70, 80 years ago. uh, They exerted energy to get their food. Now we go to the grocery store and buy our food, and we have jobs not out in the fields working, but we have jobs that allow us to sit at tables and work on computers. And
0: We had real food a number of years ago, and now there's a lot of processed food. How do those two compare? Well, the
6: processed food is more calorie dense. It tends to have more fat in it, more carbohydrates. And so the, the processed food tends to be uh, denser calories. And so if we eat the same volume of food uh, uh, as opposed to real food, we're not getting as much roughage, we're getting more dense calories, more fats, and so forth.
0: Is an overweight child an overweight adult?
6: You know, it doesn't have to be, but it does predict it. And so it's important that we do all that we can to prevent obesity in children because it does follow you into adulthood.
0: All right, now I want to ask you some fact or fiction okay. questions. She's just big boned.
6: <laughs> well, we yeah. are. We, we are we are built differently, are we not? Yes, and there are people who are different body shapes, and uh, some of that is uh, you know family history, some of that is uh, genetics. Otherwise, but there are people who are shaped to carry more weight.
0: You've already addressed this at some level, but it runs in my family. Yes, if everyone in the family is overweight, mm-hmm. chances are yes. you'll be overweight as well.
6: Yes, so I've used the word predisposition a lot mm-hmm. in this interview so far, and if you're uh, family history is for people to be overweight or obese. It's more likely that you will be. You'll, be. you'll be more likely, but it doesn't mean you have to be overweight or obese.
0: What about I exercise and eat less, but I don't lose weight? Yeah, it can happen.
6: It certainly can. you know, so uh, long-term, how much we exercise, how many calories we burn up, and how many calories we take in do determine what our weight will be. But day to day and week to week, it just doesn't work that way. Anybody who's watched The Biggest Loser uh, has seen the shows where sometimes uh, the contestant will have lost 15 pounds uh, over a period of time. And then the next couple of weeks, they will do the same exercise and the same diet, and and they'll lose 2 pounds and not 15 pounds. And uh, it's it's not a straight curve. And so sometimes we do go through periods of time. But generally, it's what we eat and how much we exercise that determines our weight.
0: Last one, I'm overweight, but I'm healthy.
6: (laughs) Yes, so you can be overweight and relatively healthy compared to other people who are overweight and not healthy. So uh, if you're overweight, you're more likely to have diabetes, more likely to have hypertension, uh, more likely to have some other health problems, but not everybody who's obese or overweight has those health problems, and so you can be overweight, obese, And healthier than other people that are overweight and obese.
0: What does it actually mean for your body to be overweight?
6: The most common manifestation of being overweight or obese is diabetes. There are two types of diabetes. Type 1 or juvenile diabetes is not related to body weight. The much more common type 2, we used to call adult onset diabetes, we don't anymore because so many children who are overweight are getting type 2 diabetes now. Uh, It it is a a byproduct of being overweight or obese, and that, along with hypertension, leads to lots and lots and lots of medical problems.
0: Diabetes has to do with producing insulin. What does fat have to do with that?
6: Yeah, so diabetes has to do with both producing insulin and utilizing the insulin. So type 1 diabetics have trouble with insulin production. People who are overweight and have type 2 diabetes have trouble using the insulin that's produced. Their insulin levels are actually higher than other people, but the diabetes makes it difficult for them to get the glucose into the cells and to be utilized effectively.
0: All right, one final question. What are the med- medical ramifications? If you go through life overweight, maybe grossly overweight, you will live how much, you know, are, do we know how how It'll many years, years we're cutting off mm-hmm.
6: our lives? Yeah, so, so this certainly varies by uh, by individual. But uh, broadly, as a population, if you're obese, you'll give up five to ten years of your life. But more importantly, you'll give up a lot of quality of life. You know, people who are obese have more trouble with joints. They have more trouble with uh, gallbladder disease. They have more trouble with liver disease. They have more trouble with kidney disease. There's a, a long list of problems that are made more likely if you're obese. And so obesity is not a cosmetic issue. It is a health issue.
0: Dr. Dan Jones is the Director of Clinical and Population Science Sanderson Chair in Obesity, Metabolic Diseases and Nutrition at the Mississippi Center for Obesity Research. Dr. Jones, thank you so much. You're very
6: welcome, thank
0: you. Stay tuned to MPB Think Radio for a full slate of Mississippi-based programs all morning long. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's Fix It 101. Then at 10, it's Everyday Tech. And at 11, stay tuned for Southern Remedy. Did you miss part of the show today? Find past episodes of this and other Think Radio programs online at mpbonline.org or by downloading the MPB public media app from the Apple or Google Play stores. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again tomorrow morning at 830 for the next Mississippi edition, only on MPB Think Radio.